I'm Lisa. I do the midday show at 101.9 The Mix in Chicago. And I'm Jerry Nunn from nunontherun.com. And Lisa and I go way back. Way backstage, maybe. Yeah, that's where we met. And now we're bringing you along for the ride. Like a plus one. But we don't really have time for some big intro. All right, let's go. Nonstop. Nonstop. With Lisa and Jerry. This week, we're backstage with the guys from AJR. And we head into the restricted areas of Chicago's own field museum. Hey, we're AJR, and this is Nonstop. Okay, so last week when we were leaving, we were headed out to Oakwood Beach down on 41st Street on the south side for Mammy on the Beach. Right, your first time. It was a really, really cool (laughs) little festival. Yeah, it's fun, right? Okay, I didn't expect that there was going to be like a Ferris wheel out there and all of this. Yeah, and it's changing every year. They're doing all different things. They have different kind of acts. Nothing Mm -hmm. what I expected. Yeah, I knew you would like it if I could just get you out there to the beach. You got me there. I loved (laughs) it. And the best part is that we actually did make our way backstage with the guys from AJR. Yes, we did. We interviewed them on the beach. Good call. We were on the beach. There wasn't really a backstage area. It was more like a tent that wasn't even ours or theirs. We actually snuck in while one of the bands was on stage behind us. Right. <laughs> so we had that in the background. Right. right. We you, did. You'll hear some music. We did hear this, some of that like booming through. But you know, when you throw a festival right there on the water, like literally 30 feet from the water, that's what you're going to get. The beach in the background, the bass pumping, and this is us back in the tent with the guys from AJR. You got to check it out. So we're backstage with who? Adam, Jack, and Ryan. We're AJR. We had to do it in order. So. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you guys are kind of like the Jackson 3, right? I mean, you're brothers. The Jackson 3, sure. Yes. Yeah. Or like I am, but, but guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure, brothers. another one, yeah. <laughs> so what's it like, first of all, just forming the band together? How did it get started? Do you guys always sing together as kids? Or uh, yeah, this is Jack. Um, we started the band 13 years ago, uh, and we basically we started out street performing in New York City, where we're from. Uh, the, the street performing culture is so big in New York, and we love music, so we thought that that was kind of a natural first step. So we basically just took microphones, went out to the park, and tried to make as much money as we can. And we ended up making enough money to kind of buy all the musical equipment we needed to go back to our living room and just make music there. And we've been making music there ever since. Even the newest records just are done in our living room. Come on! Yeah, yeah Sober Up, yeah, all that stuff just done just okay. with a mic and a, and a piano in our living room. So you guys didn't, like, move to Chelsea because it was him, you just are from there? No, we still live with our parents, yeah. What? That's, that, the, the living room, yeah, me, Ryan and I live with our parents, and that's the living room that we've made all our music in. Okay, I don't know if this is allowed, but how old are you guys? Because like, <laughs> It's I, not allowed. Not allowed. Like, <laughs> you guys have, if you've been performing for 13 years, yeah. like, I yeah. mean, you've got baby faces, so. Yeah, I, I was very young. I was eight years old when we did that. I'm 20 now. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm 24, and he's 27. But yeah, we were all very young out street performing. Wow. Okay. So were you the one pushing it because you were older? No, actually. uh, Our parents introduced us to a lot of music from the 50s and 60s growing up, and we were really inspired by, like, the Beach Boys. They're our favorite band ever, and Simon and Garfunkel and the Beatles. So kind of listening to those old records inspired us to kind of want to do this on our own. So it was was really collaborative. The three of us wanted to go out and start performing on the street. Nice. And, um... Let's talk about the music. Sure. Okay, so it's called The Click. Mm-hmm. The album's called The Click. What, what was that? Is that like clicking through music or what is no, that? No, um, it references a line in one of the songs on the album called Come Hang Out. It's the last song. Um, and the line is, uh, should I go for more clicks this year or should I follow the click in my ear? And that's mm-hmm. basically, it's kind of saying, should you sell out essentially and do what everyone expects you to do to gain popularity quickly or should you kind of follow your own metronome and go with what you want to do? So that's kind of the theme of the album. 
That is such a big word, yeah. right? For what? you to for you to throw out there. Click. No. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, you said me- metronome. I'm metronome. Like, yeah. Like, I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? It's oh, like it's a, a thing that clicks. It's a click. It's the tempo. It's you like, you, you seen it before. It's like a, it's a, it's a pyramid here, and there's a little thing going. Yeah. Am I the only one in this tent that didn't know what that was? It's a music thing. I'm in the That's wrong business. Wow. Really? So sober up, you know, as a sober person, what does that have to? Well, tell me about sober. Are you now. saying that we're sober? I'm sober. Oh, I'm you're sober. sober. Okay, gotcha. Um, essentially, that was that was definitely the quickest song to write on the album. It kind of just came out of nowhere. We just basically sat down and wrote the whole thing in 20 minutes, and I had the word, uh, the phrase "sober up" written in my phone. We said, "What can that possibly be about?" And a lot of the themes on the album are kind of this longing to stay young and kind of go back to the feeling of, of being younger. And that's basically what Sober Up is about. So we said, let's use that as sort of a metaphor for staying young. Let's sober up and kind of go back to when times were simpler and easier. Oh, I get it. And how'd you hook up with, with Rivers from Weezer? Right. Uh, Rivers from Weezer, he, Rivers Cuomo, uh, DM'd us or tweeted at us on, uh, on Twitter, and he said, oh, I love your song, A Week, which was the single before Sober Up. Okay. And we're huge Weezer fans, and we said, thank you, do you want to work together? Uh, thinking that nothing would happen, and he said yes, so we had Sober Up finished except the bridge. Uh-huh. So we sent it over and said, write a bridge, and that was it. We didn't even meet him until after the album came out. Oh, wow. That's cool. Just done over email. Um, it's uh, Call My Dad. Is that a, That's a Beach Boys. That's really like a Beach Boys song. Yeah, well, that's there's song. a line in there that's kind of lift, uh, that's lifted from uh, Sloop John B. Right. So, yeah, that Which, was... funny enough, is not a Beach Boys song. Beach Boys did a cover of Sloop John B. Okay. The line is, I feel so broke up, I want to go home. Which is why we didn't have to pay for it. We didn't have to pay the Beach Boys <laughs> anything. old enough. Yeah. Well yeah. How do you not cry with doing that song? It seems so personal. Yeah, I cried a lot when I wrote it. Did um, you? Yeah, it's cool to see that fans actually connect to something that's kind of risky to say. It's kind of risky to be, you know, a 24-year-old guy and say, I miss my dad, I miss being a little kid, but uh, it's really rewarding going to these shows and seeing adults sing back to me, you know, the, yeah. those exact lyrics. Pretty and cool. you do an acapella and just like... Live, we do it with piano, but like on the record, it's like a vocoder, and we're going to try and figure out for the next tour to like actually do the vocoder thing live. What's it like touring together as brothers, and what's that like? Um, <laughs> it's very easy. People expect us to kind of give a lot of terrible stories about getting in fights, but it just, yeah, it doesn't really happen with us. We shared a room in a tiny apartment in New York City for like 15 years, uh, so it kind of forced us to remain close, and that's just how we are on the road. Yeah. Very, very easy, yeah. That was opening for uh, Andy Grammer, our brand new Andy Grammer. Yeah, we love him. Oh, Andy's great. That was a long time ago. That, that was kind of when we first started touring. Uh, he's he's a friend. Ryan wrote a couple of Andy's singles, yeah, yeah. actually. Good to be alive, he wrote. And right. He wrote that? Yeah. He wrote that song. Did you guys play that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I, Andy's awesome. What? I love popular. that song. I want to shake your hand. It's so great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, when, when are you guys coming back to Chicago? Ooh, that's a very good question. We actually just announced a uh, tour, a headline tour in the fall. It's called the Click Tour Part Two because Part One was a couple months ago and that completely sold out. So we were like, let's let's do it again. Let's come back and try to go a little bit bigger. So the Chicago date is sometime in November uh, at Aragon Ballroom. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, that, yeah. that'll be soon before you know it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a fun menu too. Yeah, yeah. We've never been there, but oh, it should be great. good. Yeah, we love Chicago, so we try to come back as much as possible. What's your next single? What's the next single? Uh, the next single is a song called "Burn the House Down." Okay. Yeah. Tell people about that one, Sam. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's kind of AJR's version of a political song. Yeah, we were looking at kind of this generation and this energy that's going on 
through Twitter that a lot of these kind of kids our age are actually making political change totally separate from what's going on, you know, in the White House. Yeah. We wrote this song just kind of observing that and trying to figure out where does a, a random 20-something-year-old fit into all of that. Wow. Yeah. I like that it's a whole album, too. I really, like, I mean, it's not just a single. There's been a lot of, there's so many great tracks. Thank you. And yeah, that, yeah, that's really important to us to have a full body of work that works together cohesively, not just a bunch of random songs that people know. Thank you. Because you guys like older music, how do you feel about Weezer redoing the old Toto song? Like, do, I mean, oh, apparently yeah. that was driven by Twitter. Well, right. Rose Cuomo has one of those voices that sounds good really on anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter what he sings. I think he's just going to sound good doing it. So we were, I mean, Africa's, you can't not like that song. Fantastic so Weezer doing it is just kind of a dream come true. Yeah. And it was, it was like a 15-year-old girl that like tweeted at them for like years straight. And finally they did it and put her tweet on the album cover. It's just <laughs> such a Weezer thing to do. It's yeah. hilarious. Those guys were so adorable, weren't they? They were. I know both of us were impressed with their live performance because they were so energetic and like fun. Those guys were like Red Bull times 10. They're so young and youthful. (laughs) If I was up there, I'd be up there with my walker, you know, like pushing across the stage. These guys were like jumping in the air full of energy. They're so good. And they're coming back to town. They, what do they tell us? Aragon Ballroom? Aragon Ballroom. So that'll be a show people really need to go see. Oh, definitely. Because this is a band I've liked for a long time. I was one that kind of introduced you to them. Totally. I love talking about new music and and new bands and stuff. And for some reason, I really liked them. And when I heard the whole, it was a whole album album it wasn't just like a song yeah not just a couple of good singles like from beginning to end good stuff and three brothers I mean you know I guess I am more impressed that first of all three and they're so young they're (laughs) so young yeah they're super talented they were Mm -hmm. teaching me new words (laughs) right that is the most embarrassing thing ever and let me tell you this whole metronome thing oh the metronome yes I really wanted (laughs) to cut that out of the interview oh really why because it's embarrassing I bet a lot of people don't know what a metronome is that's fine. Well, I'm glad you said that because I actually went ahead oh, and God. stopped the first people I saw today and asked them. So let's see what they had to say. Okay, do you know what a metronome is? Isn't that a machine that keeps a beat to a song or it's like a clicking sound? Yes, man. Okay, do you know what a metronome is? I do. What is it? It is a device to help you keep time. Like when you're playing music, it goes. Damn it. You know what one is. All right. No, I I don't. So basically, what did we learn here today? Everybody knows what a metronome is except me. How embarrassing. Uh, I knew it from my grandmother played the organ whenever I was a kid. They had a huge organ in their house, and there was a metronome on the organ. Like, my grandpa played piano. My mom played piano. We didn't have one of those. Like, I I just, and I know what it is, like, to see it. And as soon as people describe it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it's called. Maybe their timing was off. Uh, (laughs) How dare you say that? Without the metronome, it might have been. A little tiny, a little pitchy dog. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I I learned a new word. That's the good thing. And I also learned that some of these interviews are probably better if I don't cut anything out like that. No. It makes us who we are. Our mistakes are part of it. We're not we're not filters, you know? We are real people. Well, look, on Instagram, I'm all about the filters. (laughs) Let's not even lie about that. But it's definitely cool to meet those guys. I feel like I like them so much more now that we've seen them live. I know. So good. I love them. We talked to, I actually followed up with their manager that like, look, we got to do something when you guys come back to Chicago in November and they're all about it. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah. So I have to tell you, I went on a little adventure without you this week. Uh-oh. I hope you don't mind. God, we had other adventures too, so I'm not jealous. So far. Let's see. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, no, you, you probably won't over this because this is kind of like a niche 
bitchy, dorky thing about me, but whatever. I, I was like on cloud nine. So I uh, took my friend Emma here from the station over to the Field Museum to meet up with one of their fossil experts, okay? Okay. So I'm thinking that we're going to, I don't know, be looking in one of the new exhibits or something. Look, we went into some like highly restricted underground room. Wow. Was there like bones down there, like dinosaur bones laying around? Dude, <laughs> I had my hand on the skull of some something asaurus, whatever it's called. Oh. It was 80 million years old. <gasps> and you touched it? 80 million years old. What if it like crumbled in your hand and like you got sued for $80 million? I did ask him before <laughs> I could touch it. Yeah, don't just randomly touch things in the field museum. I think he knew in my appearance. I don't have 80 million to my name. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have any money to sue me for. Um, l- here, look at this thing. Oh, okay. Let's see. Not that oh that helps gosh, a podcast, looks, but. Oh, it needs some work, like a facelift or something. It's really. <laughs> it's 80 million years old. It's got a lot old. of wrinkles. Wow. Well, uh, I, I just think it's so incredible just to, to see something like that. And they have like all of these basically like safes, like moving walls. Let me tell you the you field broke museum. broke into the bank? Oh my God. That's probably their payroll department. <laughs> I was guided by this guy. His name is Bill Simpson. He is, he's an older guy, like, you know, quiet, tall, slim, white hair. Looks like someone who would be working in a lab at the field museum, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This dude is like the real life Indiana Jones. Oh, cool. He showed us pictures of cave diving in Madagascar and like digging up these dinosaur bones. And I was nerding out. I thought it was so cool. Oh, wow. I bet you got some good questions from him, though. Totally. So here is the whole reason why I went there and why I wanted to meet him and talk to him. Because the Field Museum does this annual ID day. Have you ever heard about this? Uh -uh, It's open to the public to come in and show, do you have a fossil? Do you have a question? They will identify it. They have these, yeah, like world-renowned scientists, botanists, paleontologists, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, help you identify these things. So it's like Antique Roadshow for the Field Museum for bones. Totally. (laughs) And it doesn't even have to be bones. It could be like anything. Like they will ID it. So I told them like, hey, can you ID something for me? Sure. So I brought what I think is a dinosaur bone, right? I got it from an ex-boyfriend for a Christmas present because he knew I always wanted a dinosaur bone. Uh I know it seems weird. Well, it is. (laughs) I'm not going to beat around the bone. That sounds weird. (laughs) It is weird. And you know what? Whatever. It's just one of those things I thought was just, I always thought it would be so cool to have a dinosaur bone. Whatever. I'm a dork. Where is this bone? Is it in your house somewhere? Yeah. Like in the closet or what? It was in a drawer. It was like on the coffee table. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't display it because I never knew if it was real. You know, uh-huh. here's my ex-boyfriend who probably got it like on eBay or something. I don't know where he got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, where do you buy that? I've got to find my girlfriend a bone. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I don't know where he bought it. And, and really, at the time, it was I think something that was more like, oh, how sweet he listens to me when I'm babbling about bones <laughs> <laughs> or nonsense. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. I would think at that point he probably would have tuned me out. But you know, it was early in the relationship. He's still trying to impress me. I guess. Uh-huh. Who knows? So years later, I still have this thing. It looks just like a chunk of concrete, really. Mm-hmm. And it could be, I guess. <laughs> a chunk of concrete. He probably got some in his backyard. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know this guy, so I can say whatever I want, I guess. Totally. Right? Okay, right. I mean, I'm he's, not dating him he's anymore. in the past. Yeah, who cares? We're not together anymore. <laughs> but he left his bone behind. I bring it to the field. I'm with Bill Simpson. Do you know it is a freaking dinosaur bone? What? The thing is real. Like, what kind of dinosaur was it? He he said without, name? like, carbon testing, like, sending it away to, a, yeah. a, like, a lab lab mm-hmm. that does this like full time yeah you know we can't tell exactly well, how let's old. send it away where do i i'll mail it myself 
I don't even put some stamps on the bone. Let's go. I don't even want to <laughs> let go of it now. I, you know, he showed me it's it's definitely a bone. It's definitely super old. And he said because of the size of it, and I don't know, maybe the density or something, that it's not thousands of years old. It's millions of what? years old. What? Yes. Shut up. This I, is not true. This is totally true. <laughs> and you know what? Emma here was. We were doing a video for Facebook, uh-huh. so she's got all of it. Oh, it's on caught video. on tape. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I am so excited about this. <laughs> I can tell. You should. You should. Are you gonna contact the old boyfriend and be like, I have no. Then he'll want the bone back. No, I texted and he'll him. Call Judge Judy or something. Oh, I texted him right away. <laughs> oh, he was okay with it. I was like, Oh my God, remember that bone? <laughs> where did he get it? Did he say where he got it though? No, I didn't ask him. Probably some weird illegal <laughs> thing because that like it's not like where, where do you buy that? I don't even want to know. Right. Probably better than I want to know though. I'll ask him. <laughs> not this guy, but I will ask him. Then keep it to yourself because I don't want to know the whereabouts. Or I, I, I have the whereabouts. I don't want to know its history. Right. Like on Craigslist or something. That's a Craigslist bone. Like how creepy. Could be. But he says it's definitely not human. It's way too big to be any. I mean, it, is this a big bone? You got to show me this bone. It's like <laughs> it, it's like about that thick. It's labeled as a Triceratops rib bone. I'm like afraid to let go of it for this like carbon testing thing. Kind of want to keep it. You are. You got this bone on a chain. It's so. I think it's so <laughs> on cool. On a leash. <laughs> you know what? I've got something that a lot of people do not have, and that's a dinosaur bone. I'm yeah, really proud I won't of mess it. with you. <laughs> well, I'm a Flintstone over here. Okay, I totally deserve that. So if you have something like that, uh, Field Museum does this annual ID day. It's coming up in September. Uh, you know, we'll keep you posted on all that because I'm going to go back out there. Yeah, I'm going to start looking around my yard for some bones. <laughs> God, I hope there's no bones in your backyard. That's creepy. Yeah. They showed us so many cool things. They told us less than 1% of what the Field Museum has is even on display for the public. Wow. Less than 1%? Yeah, I had a feeling there's a lot of secrets in there. You know, I got trapped in that museum one time. What? Yeah, I was in a TV show called Early Edition. It was a local Chicago show they filmed here. Oh. This is years and years ago. Okay. And so they found I was an extra in it, and we were in the Field Museum. But little did I know, the shooting was going to go all night. So we're stuck in the museum all night till the break of dawn, like the next day. Like a movie. They had this big, massive stone that was going to, like, fall. It was like a prop stone. They had it on wires, and it was going to crash down on the scene. What? <laughs> yeah. So they took them forever to set that up. I mean, I was laying around just in the exhibits, so bored, like sleeping all over the place. It was crazy. But it was for this TV show called Early Edition. Do you have a copy of that? Probably. We need to find that. <laughs> Did you get any screen time? Well, I was dressed really ritzy. I'm sure, you know, it was black tie and it was real formal. Oh, but aren't yeah, we fancy? But, but all night, I didn't really like enjoy, you know, wearing a tuxedo all night. That's like, you know, me in high heels for like two hours. I'm like, okay, done. <laughs> I'm done with this look. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, the, the crew at the Fume Museum said, you know, that we can come back anytime we're gonna, we want to check something out. I'm like, look, I want to spend the night in the mummy exhibit. Oh, gosh. Would you do it? <laughs> well, I kind of did. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like in the tomb? What? Oh, my God. Isn't there like ghost <laughs> stories about like people who work there hearing the mummy scream at night or something? I've never heard that before. The mummy scream? No, I haven't heard that. Hmm. But it could be true. Well, I hope I didn't just make that up. But I, <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of an urban legend about it. Oh, that could be true. Well, I you guess. the staff. I did. <laughs> Janitor service? Did you ask them? <laughs> no, I asked, I asked the girls in PR, which of course they're not going to tell me whether or not oh, mummies yeah. scream yeah. at night. I would like to go and find out for myself, but we'll save that for like an October episode or something. Oh, a scary, very special scary episode. Here's what we're going to do. We are about to hit up Google and we're going to find out about the mummies and we're actually going to go jump in the car and head off to dinner. So we will catch you next week on Nonstop.